Amen. Speaking of scripture, we're going to get into something here in a second. But uh, I, I just want to welcome all the guys that come to get the bike blessed and, and, uh, 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 and be with us today. And we're so glad that you're here. We appreciate you. We love you. And, and we got your back. We believe in you. You know what? There's something about passion. You know, that God, God will give you a passion for something. And, and you know, uh, I, I know people who just love certain things. I mean, their heart, they pour their heart in it. And, and, and that's kind of, man, if you, if, if you don't understand the bike thing, you just trust me. You know, there's, it's just a passion. And uh, God, I, I believe that it's God who gives us the desires of our heart. I think, I think a lot of times we end up allowing, uh, you know, sinful nature to pervert those things. But, but the reality is, is that uh, a God-given passion is amazing. It's amazing how God can use that and, and just to position you in, in, a, in a way that you can touch lives. Amen. And, and uh, uh, but we're glad you're here today. Right, right after this service, we're going to go out and uh, we're going to bless the bikes. We believe in prayer. How many of you believe in prayer? Power of prayer. And, and, uh, uh, and you guys, you know, just, just know today we're celebrating you and we're, we're so thankful that you're with us. Amen. Uh, a, lot, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, 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 we kind of get off track because it's, it doesn't take, how many of you know it doesn't take much to get the guy sitting next to you off track? No, you, you're steady Eddie, right? But, but that dude over there, he's jacked up, okay? And, 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 but it's okay. We, we, all, we all deal with stuff. We, we, we all deal with stuff. If you think, you, you know, I, I just think it's interesting how, how the enemy will, will, will kind of get you to, to believe that nobody would understand what you deal with. And, and, and that you must be weak. There must be something wrong with you. So whatever you do, don't let anybody know that you got baggage. We already know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, at the baggage claim of life, it's amazing how hard it is to differentiate between your baggage and mine. You know, we're always trying to grab somebody else's bag. No, oh, that's yours. <laughs> you know, and and uh, the deal is, the deal is, is that we all, we're all dealing with problems. We got spiritual problems and we have natural problems. Okay, there's, there's just, life comes with problems. Matter of fact, it could be said that the problem with life are the problems and how we, how we learn to deal, how we learn to hang, how we learn to grow through it, walk through it. But, uh, you know, if you don't get anything else, and, and I, and I want to sew this into you as quickly as I can because, you, you know, uh, statistics say that, that you're only going to remember the first 14, 15 minutes. So i got to hurry up and tell you something because I don't know what I'm going to do with the other 45 minutes. Yeah, just, <laughs> but uh, you're not a loser. You're not some type of a freak or something. I mean, maybe in a good way. But you know, you know what? Uh, uh, it, the purpose, the fact that you're here, God does nothing without purpose. Uh, I love what he said in Jeremiah 1.5. He said, be, 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 before I even started shaping you, I knew where you were going to fit. 
And, and, and I made you different. I sanctified you. I made you special. And then I, I ordained you, or I empowered you to fulfill the very purpose for which I created you. And, you know, what can hell do about that? Nothing. So what I, the only thing it can do is try to get you to, to distance yourself from the purpose for which God created you. Right? But if you, you know, let me tell you something. The Bible says that since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let, let us cast off every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and run with endurance the race that is set before. You know, you're in this race and, and, and all of heaven believing in you. I mean, God himself looking at you going, yeah. And, and the, all the enemy can do is maybe to get you to not believe in you. Maybe, maybe if he can just get you to think, no, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not who I, who I should be. Uh, listen, I, 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 love, I love that first song we sang today. You, you are relentless for because even, can I just say that even when you've given up, he hasn't. Even when you let go, he didn't. When you turn and ran, <laughs> he was right there. He was in front of you and behind you. So it's like, go ahead and run. It don't make no difference what direction you go. God got your back. He's for you. Not against you. Amen. Can, could we do better? Absolutely. Sure, most of us could do a lot better. But all of us could do a little better. I mean, what, what would happen if you just did a little better? You've heard people say, don't sweat the small stuff. That's ridiculous. You need to sophisticate your sweat glands. Because <laughs> the little things can make a big difference. What if we could figure out how to do a little better? See, what I want to do is a lot. What if I just did a little really well? What if I, instead of doing a lot of stuff wrong, what if I did a little right? Oh, my God, somebody. Look at all the stuff you've screwed up. Wait a minute. I'm just going to focus on a little. Just a little. Just going to find a little. Uh, I better read some scripture real quick. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10.3. You know, the Bible people know this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, how many of you walking in the flesh? Well, I walk in the spirit. Well, according to the Bible, we walk in the flesh. But we war in the spirit. So just for a second, let's just talk about the walk and the war. Because, you know, a lot of times you, 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 get in, you, you, know, you get in church circles, you get in, you get in Christian groupings, you get in stuff. And, man, i got to tell you something, this warfare stuff, actually, we can get really good at that. Matter of fact, if I was thinking about doing a prayer meeting, there's like eight, ten, eight, ten names that I immediately call, get them to that prayer meeting. Because in the spirit, you know, in the spirit realm, they're, they're pretty cool. But in the walk, not so much. 
you know, uh, uh, in the spirit, they, they, they got a grip on, on, on the things of God, you know, uh, and I like those people, but, I, but I've noticed that, that we actually need people in our world to help us balance because a lot of us that do really well in the spirit, we kind of suck at the walk. You know, uh, you, 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 you got the spirit stuff down. Managing your family is a little bit crazy. Building that marriage. Shoot, paying your bills. And, and we're always looking for spiritual solutions. But sometimes it's a natural solution to a spiritual problem. Okay, it, it, let, let me say that again. It's just, it's a natural solution that results, uh, you know, sometimes by the Spirit. God does some things by the Spirit, and it, and it results in the natural. But a lot of times, it's a natural action that opens the door for a spiritual result. Um, the first man, Adam, was a living being. The second man, Adam, was a life-giving spirit. But the, and the, but the next verse says, but the spiritual is not first, it's the natural. It's the natural first. It's, it's a little thing. Listen, it's just a little thing. If, if you can get this little thing, it can change everything. There are a lot of things that we need. You know, how many of you would love to, to there, there's areas in your life where you're separated from the promise of God, the blessing of God, the abundance of God, the life of God, and, and, and you'd love for the walls to come down. Well, remember what they did before, at Jericho before the walls came down. They just walked around them. That's natural. And then they got a spiritual result. You know, leading a church, my, my job is, is uh, you, you, know, you know what my, my first credential is? My house. Just, uh, you know, the Bible says, how can, you, how can you lead a church if you can't lead your own house well? Which is why I'm so thankful the boys have moved out. Now that's their own mess. It's just me and Shelby. We got like heaven on earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like, think about it. It, it. Tithes and offerings and, it, you know, bring all the tithe in and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing. That bringing part, that's just a natural thing. And then it, he responds with a spiritual response. See, so maybe if we did a couple of little things in the natural room because, you know, we, we got to get the walk. We got to get the walk. And, and, and you know, what if we were willing to, to, to walk, you know, and, and then allow the spirit to empower us with the war side? You know, what if we just did a couple of little things really well? Huh? Proverbs, Proverbs 30, starting at verse 24. It's cool. It's, I, I love, I love the I love the, the phraseology in here. It says, for there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. There are four little things. Insane wisdom. How many of you would like some wisdom? Well, let's look at these four little things. Number one, it says the answer are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Look at the next one. It says the rock badgers are a feeble folk. Don't you, doesn't that just sound cool? The rock badgers are a feeble folk. Yet they make their homes in the crags. The next one says, uh, the locusts have no king, yet they, ad they advance in ranks. And the spider, you know, is grasping everything with his hands, yet it's dwelling in the king's palaces. There are some little things that are exceedingly wise. 
There's some little things that are exceedingly wise. Uh, let's just talk about the ants for just a second. Okay, about the ants, because you need to know about ants. You act like you don't believe me. You need to know about ants. Do you realize, do you realize that for every human on the earth, there's 1.5 million ants? That's a lot of ants. Should I try it again? Last night it didn't work. If you think that's a lot of ants, wait till you see the uncles. Nope. It's a bomb Saturday night and Sunday morning. Doesn't work anywhere. Okay. In body weight, 1.5 million ants actually weighs about the same thing as the average human. So, you know, think about it. Every time you see an ant or two, guess what? There's a lot more of where they came from. And it's interesting because it says they're, they're not as strong. Well, wait a minute. They can lift 50 times their own body weight. I bet if 1.5 million of them got together, they could cart your little hiney off. But they prepare, right? They prepare. It's something you need to know about ants is that they live in, there are a lot, you know, I think it's a great picture, really, of, of a family, of a church. They live in colonies. They all have a specific role that they play, whether you're an army ant or, you know, the soldier ant or the worker ant or, the, you know, whatever it is, you, you got a role to play. You don't think that your job's better than others. You don't think that you matter more than others. You just do your role. And, and you know, the, the entrance point and the exit point of, of the of, of mount is actually created and it's exactly the this, this size of a soldier uh, ant's head. So w when they're under attack, the soldier ant just walks up, sticks his head in the hole. There's a, there's a, there, there's a place and a role for everybody. I think that's how church life is. You know, there's, there's just a role and a place, and, and, and we, all, we, all have, we all have a, uh, uh, you know, a calling and a gifting, and we need to use it. And, and uh, one of the things that's really interesting to me about ants, did you know that ants have two stomachs? They have two stomachs, one from which they draw nutrients. The other stomach, which is called a community stomach, 50% of what an ant, you know, digests uh, is not intended to, to, you know, for that ant. It goes into the community stomach, which is so that, have you ever noticed that, you know, you're sitting on the park bench or whatever, you see the ants going and they keep bumping into each other. It's like, my God, they're blind. No, they're not blind. They're regurgitating. I just like saying that. They're regurgitating. They're feeding, they're not, they're not, it's not tonsil hockey, they're not kissing, okay? They're feeding each other, because 50% of what an ant eats, he didn't eat it for him, he ate it so that he could feed somebody else. Oh my God, somebody, ever sat in church and went, I don't even need this. No, it ain't for you, it's so that when you run into the guy that God's going to connect you with, that you have what he needs so you can help him in his time of trouble. We're the ant people. Oh. Ants, they prepare their food in summer. See, it's about seasons. Here's a little thing that you could do better. If you could just do this little thing better and learn from the ants. You know, Proverbs 6, it says, consider the ant, you sluggard. We used to post that on the boys' bedroom doors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't really, but we should have. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about we learn from, from the wisdom of the ants? Because it's a season. We're blessing bikes today. Why? Because it's the birthing of a season. See, and, and you need, what if we just got this one little thing and did it a little better? What if we did a little better and just understood, just one, understand this, that seasons are unavoidable. 
Seasons are unavoidable. Genesis, right? Chapter 8. It, it says, hey, while the earth remains, seed, time, harvest, day, night, winter, summer, cold, heat, ain't going to end. Seasons are here to stay. It's unavoidable. Most of them are predictable. But it's seasons. And, and, and the thing that's kind of cool about the ant is, you know, what, what I get out of that verse in Proverbs 3 is that ants lean into their season. What, what if we just leaned into our season a little better? What if we just understood, you know, what sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Some seasons there's blessing, but there's also burden. Sometimes there's strength, but there's also suffering. Sometimes, you know, but, but it's a season. And all of these things are going to work together actually, according to the Word of God, for my good. So what if I just dealt with reality? Seasons. Man, you're in a season. You're coming out of one, you're going into another one, but you're in one. And we all got seasons that we're dealing with. And, 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 you know, Ecclesiastes 3 says that everything under the sun, for everything, there is a season. And it's all got a purpose. And, And so if I could just wrap my mind around the reality that seasons are unavoidable. And, and then number two, just begin to understand the season I'm in. Just, is it a time to work? Is it a time to play? Is it a time to laugh? Is it a time to cry? And adapt to where I'm at. Instead of fighting your season. Instead of fighting the season that you're in. Just embrace it. And, and, and just realize that, you know what? I, if I can get the timing right, if I can get the rhythm down, because this, this sucker's going to, it started, but it's coming to an end. I'm telling you, there's a beginning and an end. And the season's going to, if I can just get the rhythm, I can relieve myself of the frustration. Remember when you, how, how many of you guys have, can, can remember jumping rope? Hold your hand up if, you, if you've been, you know, if you're a rope jumper, you ever jumped a rope? Only about nine of us. And why? Because you don't have rhythm. Right? You, see, you know, you get tired of whacking your ankle with a rope. And you throw the thing down and you say, this is stupid. Unless you're good at it. And then you're like going all over town and just jumping rope. <laughs> Why? Because you got a rhythm thing down. Right? But where does the frustration come? Bad timing. Maybe the frustration in your life is the result of you just not getting the rhythm of your season. Because it's unavoidable, the season, man. You, you just can't say it doesn't exist. Yes, it does. But if you could understand that, and if you could just find the sweet spot and do your best not to create an elongated season of hardship. Oh, we've all done that, haven't we? Oh, I said we've all done that, haven't we? Y'all look at me like, oh, poor Tom. No, you did it too. You know, Shelby and I, well, maybe I shouldn't even say that. She's looking at me like, oh, you be careful up there, sucker. Uh, Okay, never mind. (laughs) Now I have to tell you. Yeah, well, because it's not, I don't know what she's thinking of. But, you know, there's been seasons. Man, I've done some stupid stuff in my life. That created a new season of, oh my God, what is wrong with you? 
And, and it, you know, God will walk you out and through any season you're, you're in, even the one you created. But sometimes we, we, we overworking just by some of the dumb stuff we do. You know, and, uh, you know, some of the purchases that we're making. I, you know, back in the day, I was young and crazy, and I did a lot of stuff on faith. And we're just now getting some of it paid off. <laughs> you know, you know when I get to retire? Never. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, okay, don't create. Learn to enjoy it. Wherever you are, just enjoy your season. Jesus came that you might have and enjoy life to the top to the overflow you know so say you might as well enjoy it because you know what your 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 tude is not going to shift the season you you can dig your heels in if you want but you know a lot of times the length of your storm is just a testimony of the level of your stubbornness so just you know galatians uh, 6 9 says don't grow weary in doing the right things for in due season you're going to reap if you don't give up, cave in, quit. You know, you got a season coming. There's one that you like. There's one, there's one that you're going to, oh, my God, this is awesome. It's coming. But even the, yeah, it's going to come to an end. Why? Because as long as the earth remains, seasons come and they go. And so, you know, which kind of leads me right up to the next one. You got to anticipate the coming season. You, you know, hey, where are you? What's going on? Adapt, grow, but look out in front of you and start preparing. Don't worry about it, but prepare. You know, uh, uh, Sports Illustrated, check this out, uh, 78% of NFL players two years after they retire are broke or in financial trouble. 60% of the NBA five years after they walk off the court, it, or their financial situation is messed up, is ruined. Why? Because they thought this season would never end. They didn't prepare for what was coming. You know, it, just it's Bible, guys. You know, hey, remember the skinny cows and the fat cows? You know, hey, when you got the fat cows, save up because skinny cows are coming. Get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. And the last thing I want to tell you is that it's really time for you to celebrate your season. Time to celebrate your season. Don't let anybody convince you that you ought not celebrate. Don't let anybody say, yeah, but look at the messes that you've created, and look at the stuff that you got to deal with, and look at the problems that you're, you know, you, you're just a living, walking, breathing problem. Celebrate your season. Because you know what? If you can do that, I got breath. David said, anything that can breathe ought to be praising Jesus. Huh? Can I, can I tell you something? I already know I don't make everybody here happy. You need to understand something. I wasn't trying. There are a lot of people who are unhappy with you. Well, don't invite them to the party. 
But the deal is, is that you just need to, you just need to celebrate. You know, remember Jonah? Who got this revelation, this, 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 this great wisdom? Let's not do what God said. You all are Jonah Juniors. We've all done that. We've all, we've all had that genius moment where we're thinking, I don't need to do it God's way. I'll do this thing my way. And, you know, Jonah is just a picture of us, you, you know, and he's running the other way, and he's, he's thrown overboard, and he's swallowed by a great fish. And, he, you know, it's amazing how many times in, in, that, you know, in that story that it says he went down, he went down, he went down, he went down. It's a downer when you decide to do it your way. But there was a moment that changed everything, right in the middle. I mean, I mean just everything. And, 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 he's, and he's making these cool statements. I mean, out of the belly of hell cried I. He's got seaweed wrapped around his head. The first three words of the second chapter of the book of Jonah says, Then Jonah prayed. No kidding. You think? You're in the belly of a great fish on a three-day forced fast? Then he prayed. But what he did is, he said, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my attention back to God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, it literally says, he began to give him thanksgiving. He began to give him thanksgiving. And you know what that did is the thing that had, that, that had captured him, that had surrounded him, couldn't handle it. See, you're sick of your problems. Ooh, wrong perspective. You need to get your problems sick of you. I'm sick of this thing. You know, you need to get this thing sick of you. So that you're, you're having a celebration in, in what others look at and th think of as a season of despair. No, we don't have seasons of despair. We're struck down, but never struck out. Oh, come on, if you're a believer, that's your, that's your shouting line. You just get to say, I am persuaded that neither height nor depth nor width nor breadth nor any other preacher, I mean any other creature, can separate me from the, from the love of God. And I'm going to have myself a celebration. Huh? Yeah, well, your marriage blew up. You, you know, your kids are mad. You, you lost your job. You, man, I ain't doing it because of that. I'm doing it because of that. That no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Just need to do a little thing better. Just need to know what? This season, I'm going through it. I can't get out. Don't try to rush it. Do you, do you realize? Do you, I know I said I'd close. It's one of my favorite things to do. Love closing. Sometimes I do it like nine times. Do you realize that what America used to deal with in the midlife crisis, you, you know, we, we had a problem, especially amongst men, with midlife crises. You know what they do? They go buy a Harley. <laughs> we don't call that a crisis. We call that wisdom. But anyways... Uh, our current culture 
it, we've had a shift. And the, and, and the problem, I mean, there's still people that deal with midlife stuff, but the real problem is called the quarter-life crisis. Because people in their mid to late 20s look at, you know, they look at the homes their parents are in, the cars their parents are driving, the stuff their parents have, and they try to project themselves into that future before they're ready. They see, they see the upside of where their parents are. They just don't, know, they don't understand the upkeep. And, and so they put themselves in a place that they haven't prepared themselves for, and then they spend the next 15 years trying to figure out how to get back out of it. And, 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 and the thing of it is, is what you need to do is just, hey, don't rush this thing. Just party hard. Just celebrate big. God's on my side. When I don't know what to do, he gives me wisdom. You know, I'm not intending to do the wrong thing, but when I do, even what the enemy intended for evil, God will turn it and use it for my good. So I'm going to do a little thing. I'm going I'm to do a little thing. I'm going to learn from the, the wisdom of an ant and lean into my season. I'm going to lean into my season. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk the God walk. Because, the, you know what? If I can walk it right, I'll get the, I can actually have spiritual problems solved with small natural actions. So I'm going to take a step. Some of you guys today, you need to take a step. Not away from God. You've been trying to get away from God your whole life. It ain't working. You're here. Come on, Sparky. Step towards him. S step towards him. Just take a step towards God. Every step towards God, your life gets better. So here's what we're going to do. Just close your book, bow your head. Uh, and just, just out of respect for others, just, you know, just close your eyes for just a minute. We're all going to pray a prayer together. We're going to do it together. We won't call anybody out, won't embarrass you, won't have anyone stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, this prayer that we're all going to pray, I'm going to make it my prayer. And I'm going to go ahead and take a step toward God. I'm going to let God begin to rule and reign in my life. I, I'm going to let the gift, Jesus, be unwrapped in me. I'm going to let God change me and change the way I think, and which will change the way I feel, which will begin to change the choices. And, and, you know, all the way to the end result. God, I'm going, to, I'm going to make this prayer mine. I'm going to get real with you, God, so you can get real with me. If that's you, well, nobody's looking around. You, if you, and you say, Tom, today I'm making that prayer my prayer. I just want to hold, just hold your hand up. So I, thank you, 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 thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. You, you can put them down. You can put them down. Here's, here's the deal. I'm telling you, that little thing right there, this is, this, is, this is that little thing. This is a little thing that has the ability, the potential to change everything. If you're sitting there, matter, matter of fact, just close your eyes one more time. If you're sitting there and going, I wonder if I should. Yes! Such a little thing. What would happen if you raise your hand and the walls came down? What would happen if you reached up and touched him? And he saved you. I mean, he gave you hope. He gave you peace. He gave you health. He gave you, come on. This might be your day. One more time. Just don't miss this.
You going to make it your prayer? Just lift up. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we ought to be celebrating, man. I'm telling you, God, God's changing people. Thank you, Lord. Just pray this with me. Everybody in the house, just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, celebrate.